Josh, I'm doing as always by Aaron and Bob, and this week by audio engineer Cabbage, the short bus driver himself, and also by the Duke of Ice. For the folks here, we find the method of the madness, reason of the reasonable, makes sense, and nonsense, because this is okay. Hear me out. How are you all doing this evening? <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> See, aren't you, aren't you happy that we get to, uh, that we play that at full blast all the way through because you can't fix it in post. It felt good. <laughs> Dude, do you want Bob to like fade it out? And yeah, we can fade end? it out for you. Would, would, that be, would that be easier? I got to say, the the heel turn on that song, because I thought we were going to listen to another piece of shit Vax song. And then when the word slave came up, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> here we go <laughs> uh to be fair that song was made ironically uh as a, a fan made it yeah. for the no agenda podcast so i, I it was an oh, ironic okay, perfect. song yeah yeah is that that's the first time that we've heard one of those that weren't just <laughs> me yeah. Like 10 minutes before the fucking show. well it is our christmas episode so i thought it would be a little bit more jolly than having the shitty, really shitty uh, normal vaccine songs that we pull in. Bob, you're, you're too good to our fans. Fans, I, I know. if you want to be too good to us, just like the fans, the lords and ladies of No Agenda, you can call in and uh, sing us your own satirical vaccine song. Now, that number, that's uh, 833-666-911. Again, 833-666-0911. I... <laughs> I, he didn't say no, the I'm, one. I was close. He didn't say man. the one. I kind of wonder if that counts. I think it does count, actually. Oh, one, one eight three, one eight thirty three. Is that whatever? Is yeah. that how specific we need to get to make sure Josh got something wrong? Is that well, he didn't say the one. <laughs> I think so. We're pretty penalty. nitpicky with the number, and he didn't say it the right the same way this time. <laughs> I, I think that counts. That's a strike. Number one. one. It's gonna be a while. <laughs> Oh, wow. I'll get my chance to redemption. So are you guys excited to learn why you're all pegging pieces of shit on Christmas? Oh, God. What is Dude, this? I thought it's because I hated my parents. But like, if you have more reasons, that's great, too. Is this like the Protestant Christmas Does this have anything show? to do with the copious amount of gin that's being poured in the background? Oh, God, I wish. I don't know. I wish <laughs> I could just day drink 
or just drink alone at my home, like and just be hammered. <laughs> I just can't do it without like people around. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry. Tragic loss on your part. So what do you guys know about Nimrod? Do you know anything about Nimrod? Dude, like the X-Man robot? There's an X-Man robot named Nimrod. <laughs> there is, yeah. He's like he's like an evolution of the Sentinels. So no. He's, he's like a super like villain him. that causes the end of humanity and stuff. It's great. Are the X-Men Josh, you are not turning this into a comic book podcast. I swear to Christ. (laughs) What about you, Cabbage? You know everything. Do you know? Do you you always have some weird Snapple fact dictionary going around in your head? I'm going in blind on this one. Yeah, but do you know anything about Nimrod? I don't. Perfect. Well, anyways, he's the grandson of Noah, the one from the Ark. (laughs) Basically, he just goes around fucking shit up like he's uh he's mighty in the eyes of the lord and then when you look into the book of yasher um one of the apocrypha you find out the reason he was mighty is apparently in that they detail how god made adam and eve he made adam special garments to hand down to his children that apparently made them like super strong and since when does adam wear clothes after he like gets kicked out of the garden, he gives them, them to like help him. Okay, okay this okay. is all in Yasher, not. So, anyways, he hands keeps handing down these garments. It gets to Noah, and then eventually it gets down to Nimrod. Gets the garments, and he goes around just killing everybody and being a mighty hunter. And he starts basically ancient Samaria. Um, he's like the first king of Samaria. And uh, then Esau from the Bible uh, sneaks up and chops his head off randomly, um, stealthily, like a like an assassin. And then right after he's done, then he has to get in a fight with his two bodyguards, kills those guys. And when he gets back, he steals the garments from Nimrod that make you super strong, gets back to his house. And that's where the story of Jacob tricking him out of his inheritance with the stew. Oh, yeah. That's where that happens. And the reason that he's like doesn't care about his inheritance is because he got the super strength garments and he's going to go conquer the world. That was his plan. Huh. Interesting. That kind of fills it again. Yeah. Yeah, sure. All the Apocrypha are fucking awesome. It makes a lot of the stories in the Bible make way more sense. Okay. So anyways. Why I brought up Nimrod. After Nimrod dies, his wife, Semiramis, also known as Ishtar, also ends up being known as Isis from Egypt. But anyways, she starts deifying Nimrod as a god. And he becomes starts becoming worshipped as the god of the sun. And the story she tells to get him deified as a god is that there is a dead tree stump that turned into an evergreen overnight, and she claimed it was the spirit of Nimrod that came and magically grew this tree where this dead stump was, which is actually why on Christmas Eve you burn a Yule log, and then the next day there's the Christmas tree representing Nimrod's spirit raising a Christmas tree or an evergreen out of a dead piece of wood. So, like, that kind of makes sense, but did we have an alternate alternate explanation for the Yule log and Christmas tree that might make more sense? 
what, what do you guys think? Like, what, why do you follow the traditions of uh, you know, burning a Yule log or having a Christmas tree up in your house? Uh, I've never I don't know burned a single a Yule person log. that burns a fucking Yule log. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Let's start with the Christmas tree. Okay. Let's start with having Let's a goddamn just... pine tree in your living room. <laughs> Wait, hold on. We there's actually one of the channels. I don't remember which network just plays a Yule log burning with Christmas music the whole time. So it's a Christmas music channel that just shows a Yule log burning. And we always turn that channel on. So we don't really burn a Yule log. We always would just turn on the Yule log channel and watch the Yule log channel all night in the background. Tradition is dead. Okay. Yeah. But the, the Christmas tree, do you guys have, what's your understanding of the background or history significance behind the, the tradition of uh, having a christmas tree well, up in your I, house. I kind of always thought and this is a very broad understanding of it is that when you have a tree like in your house it's almost like a worship of the tree itself because it's the giver of life like the thing that i always think about it is uh what, what's yeah, that one tree titles. from like <laughs> norse mythology like the one that is yeah like that's kind of what i figured it was like i mean it's obviously not christian imagery i i know we stole it and that's funny and based but it's in its origin is not christian <laughs> so but but i didn't know that there was a nimrod connection to it that's the first okay, i've heard that's of fair. it it gets more specific to christmas as the story progresses it so already that's where the yule log christian evergreen comes from for the christmas tree then she claimed that Every year on the night of his birth, December 25th, he would visit the evergreen. He would visit the evergreen tree that grew and leave gifts under it. Once a year. And this is starting to sound sorry. This is starting to sound very familiar. <laughs> yes. St. Nimrodculus. The reason that December 25th is mentioned to be his birthday who knows when it is because he starts being worshipped as the god of the sun and that's the winter solstice and every day from December 25th on the days start getting longer so that's where we get the date for Christmas all the traditions the gift leaving all is from this story of Nimrod who ends up become well actually we'll get that later but well Actually, this quick interjection. Isn't the 25th the Roman celebration of the winter solstice and the, the actual date or actual shortest day of the year is like the 21st or something? So th this would have been, Nimrod would have been some period before the Roman Empire. I'm wondering if there's a connection between those traditions or really, you know, why they would have uh, miscalculated the astronomical connection there. Um, he's actually, I believe that Nimrod is Jupiter in Roman mythology. Yeah, that's Zeus, right? I think so. I think he becomes like okay. the same story for all of those. It's like the it's the Nimrod story, like just translated in different cultures. He's also Osiris yeah. in Egyptian mythology. Okay, uh, doing a bit of reading, I ran into a couple different things too, um, where the traditions kind of overlap with the well. Firstly, the Saturnalia, the winter solstice festival for um, Saturn, Kronos, and then also uh, that. Nimrod is sometimes conflated with uh, Sol, or I don't know if that's uh, supposed to be Apollo or Helios, but the, the like being the sun god associated with 
that imagery or that that figure. So I hadn't heard Jupiter, but um, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So then we actually have a depiction of Christmas as we celebrate it in the Bible. But it's not good. It's it doesn't they don't look kindly upon it. So in Jeremiah 10, two through four, it says, thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven for the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it not move. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Sounds like every Christmas. Rock on. (laughs) (laughs) Original Christian holiday confirmed. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically. And then actually it gets a little bit weirder than that because Nimrod and Semiramis have a kid, Tammuz, who becomes a god of fertility. And also Semiramis starts being worshipped as a god as a goddess. She's the goddess of war and sexual love. And she's also known as Ishtar in one of those Middle Eastern languages. I don't remember which one, but that's where Easter comes from. Ishtar becomes Easter. Hmm. So the kind of the, the sexual love fertility connection there with the, the spring and Easter imagery, is that, is that the, yeah, how it, you know, okay, cool. Yep. All that. And then that's even where a lot of people think the Trinity was derived from because it's Nimrod, Semiramis and Tammuz and then Osiris, Isis and Horus. And some people also draw the connection of God, Mary and Jesus too with the, those three figures. I have a quote here about Nimrod. Um, this okay. guy said that Nimrod, who, by the way, he built Babel. Like, he was the one who commissioned the Tower of Babel. Um, but he he conceived of a one-world government in rebellion against God himself and wanted to institute his own separate worship system completely opposing to God. So, Yeah. Yeah, he created a bunch of gods. That is like one of the things that they actually talk about him. One of the things that they do talk about him in the Bible is that he just starts carving all these different gods out of wood. And then people he has people start worshiping those. He just like <laughs> makes his own mythology up and then like, yep, these are your gods now. I mean, I, he, he was a contemporary of Abraham, right? So uh, he would have or I guess, well, um the Jacob generation. Yeah. Like roughly let's say, but there would have been a kind of a big conflict or the, you know, the Hebrew people at the time would have been the only, um, monotheistic people around. So yeah, why not just carve some, carve some uh, faces out, create some more gods. Did you just say Hebrew people? Is that? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, it was, it was, uh, pre Israel. Israel was, uh, I, I feel so lost because my, my whole education. Both you and Aaron are dropping like Bible lore. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> but yeah, basically, my whole point was just that the whole Christmas tradition is this is a Nimrod like worship. Whew, thank God it, it was Jacob. So oh. um, <laughs> yeah, you're telling the story of Jacob and Esau related to. <laughs> Uh, Nimrod, that would have been kind of contemporary with the, the, the foundation of the Israeli people. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm sorry. You meant Jewish, what do you mean? right? No, no, no. Am I the retard? My, no, my question <laughs> was, when did the pagan traditions get psyoped? Yeah, that, that's the thing, too. Like when, So um, my, my understanding is uh, it was like the 330s AD that um, the cr- Christians started celebrating the birth of Jesus on December 25th. And uh, I don't know which traditions they had at the time, if it was more just in line with the um, kind of Roman uh, Roman Saturnalia solstice festival, or there, there was another Roman holiday like on the 25th around that time as well. Um, but yeah, so probably around the, the fourth or fifth century is kind of when, um, when that started, started up. Well, apparently you've been celebrating the Christmas with the, christmas tree and decorating it since like 2100 bc and so then in like constantinople they just went uh yeah this is a christian holiday keep keep doing it guys but yeah this has been like this is like maybe christmas might be the oldest tradition like human tradition that we still just do which makes it even better doesn't matter if it's purely christian yeah i don't care about all the like the exact like ritual shit I really like the fact that we did co-opt Christmas. I mean, it's just it's ours now. But now the only thing I add to my Christmas tradition now is on Christmas morning when I wake up, I'm just gonna be like, Nimrod's so gay. Yo, fuck, fuck Nimrod. that Yule. <laughs> fuck that Yule log. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I want to add something to that because. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Bob. I was gonna say you should have given me a heads up so I could have left on a ten-hour Yule log burning video in the background and just had it playing during the whole <laughs> podcast. Oh my god! Go, go ahead. I was just gonna say that intention matters. I, I mean, I think if if you were to steal some other religion's holiday and then just say, "Oh, this is what this means now," and when you do this, you think of this, nobody's. You're not going to go to heaven and then be like, oh, well, technically you follow these exact motions, which another guy over in this desert, he did this to worship Nimrod. And I know you did it to worship me, but technically, like, you're not going to you're not going to get thrown out for it. Like, I think it's funny that we took those things and reappropriated our own meaning on it. Um, But, you know, there's definitely a class of people that don't want anything to do with it. Um, One of my favorites is... Santa, a lot of people say, well, if you rearrange Santa, it spells Satan. But Santa is like Latin for saint. So like it's it's <laughs> not it's not like that at all. But there are people out there who will insist like on not touching anything that could be Satanized. So that's that's funny that it's that old of a tradition, though. Yeah, no, it's crazy, it's like crazy old. And the other the other thing uh, that you reminded me of with the people that are like, if you do this, that means you're worshiping Nimrod. It's like, I don't even know who the fuck Nimrod was until yesterday, first of all. But so I'm definitely not worshiping him. That's retarded. So it's like the people that uh, get all bent out of shape on. It was actually pronounced. It wasn't Jesus. It was Yahshua. And if you don't say Yahshua, then you're going to hell. It's like nowhere in the Bible does it say. And you also must pronounce it the exact way that I did now, regardless of your language. Like, thank God he didn't say his name in like Ethiopian clicks. You know, like, oh, well, I guess we're all fucked because we don't know how to do the click. Oh, I have to roll my R's to say Jesus now. Uh, great. Guess I'm, I'm going I'm to hell. If, yeah. if, if that's how God behaved, then the Tower of Babel story is the most psychotic thing that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Those are all just people. They they didn't all just you know split up in different languages. They all were just trying to to figure out the right way to pronounce Jesus, and they like they were just arguing about that until the end, until they collapsed. Yes. Yeah. He just mixes them up. He's like, "Best of luck to the one that remembers the true name," and then just spins <laughs> them everywhere. <laughs> like. <laughs> No, uh, with, with that too. So, what do you guys remember? What were you guys taught? The the purpose or the intent behind the Tower of Babel was the intent. Oh, it was. Uh, yeah, like why was it built? Well, oh, they were trying to reach the firmament, break through that shit. To they're, yeah, they're trying to get to heaven. They're they're trying to make a grand display, going all the way up to heaven, and it was an impressive structure. Like a lot of people think that like they started it and like five days into it, God got walked out of his duplex and was like, oh, whoa, what are they doing here? They, like, <laughs> made a lot of progress in it. and I think it was, like, 200 years they were working on it or something. It's a long time, and it, like, there's old paintings you can look at it, like, showing just how massive it is. And I, I forget what he exactly says, but he says that they're trying to be like us because they're literally trying to go to heaven and take the godly throne. And so he does this hilarious prank where he mixes up all their languages. And then they all fight and they can't get the project finished. Yeah. <laughs> so I, actually reading into Nimrod, at least from the, the story of Nimrod, him being the, the grandson of Noah or great grandson or whatever, his, at least how that story goes, the intent is to uh, build a tower above where the flood would flood the earth so that you would be safe if, if uh, God's wrath comes down again. And uh, kind of the, the, the premise behind, you know, splitting up the languages and spreading the people across the world is that God doesn't just have one, you know, weapon in his arsenal. He can, the flood isn't the only thing he can do if you're uh, being, you know, heathens and that's, debauchers. That's a really great interpretation of it that I totally buy. Like, because you can't when you put God's it in perspective, basically. Yeah. When you put it in that perspective, it's like the, the was it the great grandson of Noah you said? Yeah, yeah, he probably listened to his old bat complain about the flood this whole time, and he's like, <laughs> "When I when I rebel against God, I'm gonna build something that can totally fuck up that flood, no matter what, and just all the way up to the top." Exactly, like greatest act of hubris. Yeah, and I, like for some reason he couldn't conceive of the creator of things having another weapon against it. It's like, oh no, they built a tower. Well, the flood's not gonna work. I guess that's all I got. Like. <laughs> that's actually pretty funny foil me again <laughs> don't they detail in enoch a little bit about how like some of the le like there's some leftover nephilim that like start helping build that yeah that the tower of babel like so that's like why they're building it is like it's i think it's like actually the fallen angels trying to like head this project to like get that's oh, like that's their cool. next tr attempt at getting back into heaven the ones that are kicked out is is that is that why the Babylonians never invented the pulley system because they didn't need it because they had angels flying bricks up to the top? Literally, maybe. I think <laughs> I don't. Babylonians probably had the pulley system. I have no idea. But <laughs> well, why why they're like Mayans they didn't have yeah. the wheel because they might have had like yes, a twelve yes. foot tall guy just walking carrying stones. No, even even regardless, they didn't need it. Dude, the Nephilim are gross. They literally like get so huge that they run out of food, so they have to start eating like other people because they're giants. I think they're like what, like 10, 12 feet tall, as they're described. It's somewhere taller than that, I think. Yeah, it's like monstrous. So, but they just you know kept breeding with people, and eventually they all went away, became manlets. 
Uh, probably. <laughs> Actually, that's yeah. the best outcome for them. <laughs> when, when is twenty three? When is twenty three of me going to say that we're all like, you know, both one percent uh, West African and two percent Nephilim, and one and a half percent Neanderthal or whatever? <laughs> and then twelve percent Ashkenazi. <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> that Nephilim part is probably the part of the human genome that they just didn't finish. Remember that? Like, there's like seven percent left or whatever when we were talking about that. They like said they completed it, but they just didn't. Oh my god! Yeah, that, that's that's still weird to this day. But so okay, so we have the story of Christmas. We have some of these traditions. Uh, it seems like the Christians took them over, or even the Romans took them over first, and the Christians everybody kind of, uh, took them over, borrowed them from there. Yeah, yeah. So just such the, the most amazing December uh, December time festival and celebration you could possibly imagine that they haven't changed it in the last five thousand years. Yep, that's the whole story. That's all I got. I love it. Christians <laughs> gentrified. The winter solstice or the whatever solstice. I love yeah, it. just remember that when you wake up on Christmas, have hate in your heart for Nimrod and uh, you're good. That's all. Hey, wait, can do you know why Nimrod became an insult? I don't. I wish I knew why people called people Nimrods. It's... But I used to I think I liked that one when I was like four. Like enjoyed calling somebody a Nimrod. It was like a it was like Are a you square you could a get great away with. hunter. Okay, I, I'm going to look this up right now. So apparently it originated in the 1700s, and it was originally used to be described against teenagers. Why? Because it was to mock them, thinking that they were macho hunters, but it actually meant idiot. It's like, oh, look at this Nimrod over here. So Wait, really? It was a reference to Nimrod? Yeah, Nimrod being a great hunter, yeah. actually. So oh, that's, that's actually kind great. of, it's like the original, okay, Einstein, but it was using it for like, I, I guess the 1700s equivalent of toxic masculinity. They were being ironic. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, oh, okay, Nimrod. And then eventually that just dwindled down. Honestly, could you imagine leaving a legacy where people 3,800 years later are creating an insult out of your name? Like that, it's still that famous of a name. That's pretty brutal. That's <laughs> insane. Fuck that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Aaron. Uh, I haven't been listening. That sucks. Why is Nimrod <laughs> bad? Because uh, he tries to build a tower to heaven to break into heaven. Eh. He defies. He defies God basically. Tries oh, to and he creates a whole pagan religion out of nothing. Yeah. To just to get people to not worship God. Because he wants to be like better. He wants to like take over being God. Yeah, like based on human sacrifice and you know all, all yeah, the classics. Yeah. Cabbage with the perfectly timed wrap up on the segment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that. <laughs> but and while while we're in the Christmas spirit, uh, Duke of Ice, I believe you have a a story from uh, deep deep down oh, under. Yeah, for us. Um, yeah, here let me let me pull it up real quick. It's just the, it's just such a pleasant headline. NASA is keeping track of two British explorers in Antarctica to collect info on how to survive on Mars. Excuse me, is uh, <laughs> Mars a lot like Antarctica? No, it's not really like Antarctica at all. Does, it's like <laughs> it's not covered by frozen frozen water. Yeah, everywhere. it doesn't have dirt filled with chlorine or. 0.38% of the gravity that we experience. It also doesn't have 
Well, I guess the only commonality is the thin air. Like, the, there's nothing really else close to it whatsoever. Does Mars have the hurricane winds? Like, fucking Antarctica does randomly? <laughs> I actually don't know. Josh, do they? You're our science boy. <laughs> oh, man, I'm not the space boy. Bob uh, keeps up with the, the real science news. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it does have atmospheric pressure on Mars, yeah. Not much. I, I couldn't expect those winds to be like very strong or meaningful. Here's some quotes that they give from it. Oh, well, I mean, okay, okay. Here, how many times has the Mars rover fallen over in like you know a turtle-like situation? <laughs> That's how bad the winds are. Yeah. So not not bad. Yeah, the atmosphere should be pretty. Okay. Bad. Here's some quotes. Antarctica, the perfect they environment. They said, much like the extreme conditions found on planets in our solar system, Antarctica has a harsh environment that is useful for a range of human and biological research, which will ultimately contribute to human-centered space exploration. I still don't get it. <laughs> this is like them running the simulations in the, the big pool for the astronauts. It's like the exact same thing. H- hang on. Right? It, gets, on. it gets better. Come on. NASA the, and the European Space Agency and Stanford University are collecting data from wearable smart devices as the men walk and ski their way south. Outside of kites that make use of favorable winds to pull them along, the men are making the journey without any mechanical assistance. They are also towing two 200-kilogram sleds that not only carry their food and equipment, but also their blood, saliva, urine, and feces taken across the trek. So your money, your tax dollars is going to fund two guys walking around in Antarctica pretending (laughs) that it's Mars while carrying their poop and pee and spit across the tundra. There's guys, they're they're Uh... fucking cross-country kite skiing and pretending (laughs) that this has anything to do with Mars while just shitting in a toboggan. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking so stupid. Do they bring extra blood? <laughs> yeah. Why did they have their blood? Don't worry about it. I think they might be. I taking mean, it's just samples. like blood tests. Like I don't know, man. Did they yeah. mention why they have their blood? Why they're carrying their own blood across Antarctica? Uh, no. Like, no. Next sentence. <laughs> Here's the next <laughs> sentence. NASA is also testing the explorer's ability to estimate distance visually, which can often be unreliable when humans are placed in an alien environment. A famous example comes from the 1971 Apollo 14 mission. While walking across the moon collecting samples, astronauts Alan Shepard and Edgar Mitchell set their sights on a visiting on visiting a distant crater, but decided to turn back after estimating that it was more than a mile away. In fact, The two were only 15.24 meters away from the crater. So it's important to walk around and understand. How many meters? Wait, how many meters from the crater were they? 15 meters. But they, so they claimed that when they were on the moon, Apollo 14, they thought that a crater that was 50 feet from them was a mile away. Oh, Eric. Okay. Okay. How? Hear me out. (laughs) Um, remember, remember in, uh, Monty Python in the Holy Grail, that fun little <laughs> bit where, uh, they're doing the Camelot song and they're walking up to Camelot and they have to push the pram a lot and they're like, oh, let's not go there. It's a silly place. Yes. And it's only a model. What if, <clears throat> oh, you hear me out again? What if 
this moon surface and this crater and this rock they want to visit were only a model. What if? And mess with the depth perception itself. Well, a backdrop. Josh, <laughs> the men have also been ta- they've also been tasked with obtaining key environmental data, including ice levels, radiation, and wind speed. Because satellites don't orbit directly above the South Pole, the measurements the two will take will fill in, quote, a satellite data gap and could provide important insights into climate change, according to Chasing the Light mission. So, yeah, that's that's what's going on. That, that almost sounded legit for a second. What do you none mean, of almost? This, none of that makes sense. <laughs> none of that story makes Why? sense at what all. Why? What doesn't make sense? Think I can't. I'm still stuck on this, but think of <laughs> one reason that care why you would carry your poop, <laughs> your pee, and blood and spit around in a toboggan in the cold. Why? What is that doing that you have to travel with it? It's not like what's the atmospheric uh, effect on my blood? You could that, just do that at base. You don't have that, to fucking sled it around. It makes what are they doing with that? That makes no sense, and they don't even address it. That's the data they're collecting. <laughs> it says they're collecting data from these two they gentlemen. They do that at base. No, this is the if data. It's not a Mars-like environment. <laughs> I'm if telling it's not a Mars-like you. environment, how is this inform their study in any meaningful way? <laughs> or is it data, just like practice collecting the data for? How, I don't understand how pooping in a toboggan (laughs) and walking around with it is different than pooping outside of the base camp, like just outside of like you're already at the research facility and just poop outside there and then see what the cold does to the poop. Like that's how is traveling when it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Justin. God the damn hell it. was that? I hate that so much. That was Bob's okay. soundboard. You, you haven't been privy to his soundboard skills? I don't believe what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so, some last details on it. Um, the men are braving freezing temperatures and winds up to the recorded maximum of 320 kilometers per hour as they make their way across the continent First, as they complete the 2,100-kilometer leg from this port to the South Pole, and later as they travel the remaining 1,400 kilometers past Hercules to Union Glacier Map. So it's it's a while, um, but honestly, I think Bob's right. I think they're just measuring their poop and pee and saliva <laughs> and blood. But you know what? I I don't even think that it could be that. I think it could also be because they're so stupid that they're paranoid about any of their liquids ruining the environment out there because Antarctica is so precious that not even a speck of poo can stay there. You have to take you have to take all the poop home. Dude, it's like the bring the mosquito back to the dinosaurs a when you time travel. And it like ruins all of evolution and kills everything. Uh, that is one speck of feces uh, in the penguins' environment. So yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Totally. One it, more it's like a Boy Scout. You you leave no trace. One one more slight contention. How the fuck is ski ski kiting like a kite that pulls you on your skis <laughs> simulate anything in Mars? There's no way that well, they expect that to be the mo- the mode of transportation walking around Mars. 
so this is an 80 day trick. I mean, it's not uh, even real. They're obviously not even doing this. No, that's just like the conventional travel method in Antarctica because they're they wouldn't be able to make this trek without like a kite sled. Basically, I'm surprised that they don't have dogs. To be quite honest, Bob, gun to, gun to your head right now. The answer gun to is your no. head are two British guys. <laughs> No. Kite skiing around Antarctica for 80 days while pooping in a toboggan. No. Yeah. This is all made up. This is such horseshit. Actually, I'm going to say yes because they find it hilarious to make people yeah, do this. Exactly. Who like... actually believe it. That's the funniest thing is they're telling these guys that they're going to do all this useful information and their bosses are probably just like, dude, can you believe <laughs> 80 days of poop on that sled? <laughs> Can you believe what they're doing? And their blood, spit, and urine? This is like taking it all. It's like the uh, when you prank somebody on their first day of work. When I was in high school and we, I worked at Wendy's, we would always, like, as soon as, like, the lunch rush would hit and the new guy was, like, in the way, we'd be like, oh, uh, you got to go outside real quick and take down the flag. <laughs> and they go outside and there's only one flagpole and it's, like, in the bank yard that's kind of, like, next to wendy's and they just stand at the flagpole like i don't think i should be taking this down nor do i know how to and they'd just be standing confused <laughs> in front of the bank in front of the flag wondering how they can take it down it was great uh, we loved doing that to every single person that started there yeah that's what i think this is i mean obviously what they're doing here uh, let's be perfectly clear even if this is true which i think it is what they're doing, they will learn nothing new. Nothing they're doing is a novel discovery. Everything they're doing here, they know what would happen. And they're making them do it anyways, which is why it's so funny. <laughs> These guys think they're advancing this future utopia in space by carrying their poop and pee and blood around on toboggans. So, so what this reminds me of, you know, you know how Antarctica is in generally big desert. This reminds me of uh, Jesus forty days in the desert before he goes to his death, and ultimately, oh, but they're twice as cool because they're doing it for eighty Jesus. days. Is so, that so, so the, yeah. the premise behind that is uh, that while Jesus is in the desert, uh, you know, Satan comes up with bit. all the all the worldly temptations and uh, you know offers in the world or whatever. What if? They went another 40 days. Think of what Satan would offer them then. <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's what you need to get the deal from Azazel. Exactly. <laughs> 80 days in the desert. Yeah. Most it's people bitch out around day 40. <laughs> yeah. Around the world in 80 days, except you're going around the shortest point in the world. Oh. <laughs> 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 I don't okay, know what that okay, sound okay, effect okay. was, Bob, but you need to fucking yeah, clip that immediately. That <laughs> That sound that sound sold me on your pitch. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, there you get two. Um that's great. Oh man, that's so yeah, that's the headline alone was so funny. I was like, I gotta bring this. Nothing else can be funnier than this. And then as I was reading it is when I saw you know, they were carrying their the toboggan poop human liquids around. Yeah. So yeah. That's that. It's a winter wonderland. <sighs> now, to to transition away from that, uh, briefly away from you know the the Christmas spirit and into 
local news, local close to home. You, you know, you know, guys know how I'm such an active member of my community here in Washington D.C. Um, <clears throat> there was there was a uh, you know a story recently that caught my attention, and I'd like to tell you all about it. Third graders instructed to reenact scenes from a Holocaust, principal says. What? A staff librarian at an elementary school in Washington, D.C. directed third graders to reenact the Holocaust, including asking them to dig dig ditches for mass graves and simulate shootings, (laughs) according to an email that the school's principal sent to parents late Friday. One student was instructed to portray Hitler. The email says. <laughs> did the school librarian did this? Yes, oh, the school librarian. Oh, God. Dude, that would have been a good day to be Hitler, though. You wouldn't have to dig any ditches. <laughs> well, like, by the way, <laughs> the kid that they had play Hitler was Jewish. The article liked to point that out on the side. Well, See, it's it's like a reparations thing. It's like, or you know, it, it makes sense. I think this is the, might be the funniest librarian of all time. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> this bitch is, fuck yeah. They had to dig mass graves. Did they, like, fake poison kids and stuff? Or, like, oh, all right, fake, <laughs> put gasoline in his heart. All right, now you need to claw at this wooden door. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Uh, <laughs> you don't get to have lunch until the claw marks are in the cement. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Josh, did you keep reading this article? I read most of it. Which uh, which part are you pointing towards? Uh, the <laughs> that the staff member might have been doing a bit. Oh, they said that the person was put on an administrative leave, and apparently they were making anti-Semitic remarks. Well, she was just trying to oh yeah, yeah. play her part in in the reenactment. <laughs> I mean, it's like getting mad at you know. The Southern reenactors, uh, like a Civil War reenactment, you can't get mad at them. You're like you bunch of racists. And it's like what? <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm just up? pretending to be in the <laughs> Confederacy. Not yeah. everyone can. <laughs> the hell's wrong with these people? <laughs> they can't take it. I need them to know what it feels like to be fake Holocausted, so they know exactly <laughs> how the real Jews feel when they're fake Holocausted. <laughs> Yearly by Steven Spielberg hey, movies. Hey. <laughs> Another parent, the Post reported, said her son had to pretend <laughs> to be on a train to a concentration camp and then act as if <clears throat> act as if he were dying in a gas chamber. <laughs> Dude, this is the I think this is just the best quitting story of all time. I think that's what happened. <laughs> I, I hope this teacher, this librarian's like tenured or some some way where they can't get properly fired. That that might be the administrative leave situation right now. Honestly, I'm having second thoughts about this whole homeschooling your kid. Maybe maybe if you had a school like that and a librarian like that, yeah, I'd probably send my kid to that school. I'm just saying. They told the Hitler kid to pretend to commit suicide. <laughs> There's no way. This is insane. <laughs> Yeah, it's what it said. The child, the post said, was told to pretend to commit suicide as Hitler did. And another student was told to act as if he were shooting his peers. <laughs> when did this supposedly happen? Like in the last few uh, weeks. Yeah, like really recently. Oh, like last week this happened? Yeah. Yeah, so it must be fans today, of the show. And this is like a. <laughs> 
Oh, this man. wasn't lumpy headed Sean or Bobby, was it? <laughs> you don't say what anti Semitic remarks they make. Is, no, no, it was, was Mr. Kowski. Oh, okay. Um, but but j- just in case, just in case this wasn't clear, Bob, I don't know if this affects your decision to send your kids to public school, but this was not an approved lesson plan, and we sincerely apologize to our students' families and those who are subjected to this incident. Josh, but, please, uh, you have to go investigate this. You have to see if you can get any evidence that this happened. Like, you have to find the ditches that these little kids dug. And try to contact dude, for us. Try to get a hold of that librarian. Oh, my God. There if we go. you get the librarian on the show, you'll be a fucking <laughs> legend. <laughs> oh my god that would be the funniest episode of all time just having him just having this librarian tell the story of getting these kids to do that would be the funniest thing that's ever happened in my whole life it would be complete did they mention the, the librarian's name yeah it's uh it, wait it was the miss jerkowitz Jer- jerkowitz was that it jerkowski excuse me okay i even jerkowski <laughs> sounds made up i think are we getting wainel sexton right now <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Jerkowski made everybody <laughs> pretend to kill themselves. I love every second of this. <laughs> no, there's an article for this on the New York Times. No, Mrs. The most reliable oh, source God, I, ever. I wasn't sure about the, the dinas.com. <laughs> this is my favorite show. We oh can trust God. the New York Times, though. I did. I think the New York Times might be drumming up sympathy, fake sympathy stories after the fucking Santa Inc. Debacle. Wait, I, I I feel like this is like intended to be an effective lesson plan, and it, it's uh you know it, it's uh what like a you know uh Civil War or the slave African American history or slavery museum or something where they they have the um you know like the the uh the boat layouts or not the boats like you can walk through effectively a boat that they would uh, transfer people on over the Atlantic so, something like that to to instill more of a sense of realism in with the history i think that it's just something like that it's just trying to enhance the lesson plan right i think so i think i think that's what we should do with uh we gotta do a slavery lesson plan after and just all right all the uh for no reason randomly all uh you kids uh jerome you're uh (laughs) you're the uh captain of the slave team and uh no no no, no. We, we learned from this by making the jewish kid hitler that they'd make all the black kids the slave owners like oh, okay obviously okay. that'd make it better <laughs> i i think i have the cap on this story the instructor allegedly made anti-semitic comments during the reenactment when the parent said that the children asked why did the germans do this the staff member said because the jews ruined christmas what? Fucking <laughs> awesome. No way. That was their explanation. Tales from the Holofrost. <laughs> it was for the Santa Inc. thing. They're making this whole thing up. This is their cover up. This is their cover up for Santa Inc. They're trying to drum up fake support. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the Washington Post. Yeah, the Washington Post goes further into it. That's They said other local schools have reported incidents of bigotry in recent months. At Woodrow Wilson, oh my gosh, high school in Northwest Washington, several swastikas, the N-word, and the phrase white power were scrawled on the wall of a men's bathroom. That's been on every men's bathroom since the dawn of bathrooms and Sharpies. What are you talking like? As soon as those two merged, it was nothing but swastikas and N-words. 
Yeah, anything you wouldn't say in public, you would just put in the swastika. Yeah, and it's or, I mean, just because it's funny, <laughs> not because you believe any of it. What? Hey, hey, call me for a good time. Eight three three six 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 zero nine eleven. Yeah, it's to shock <laughs> I the one. It's to shock all of the Mars samples out of you. He did forget the one. Man, it should get strike second two. strike, but it's Christmas. <laughs> hey, hey, I would write it on an American bathroom stall, okay? They they don't need the goddamn country code plus one on it. I'm with Josh on this one. It wasn't an It's official... pretty base to exclude your foreign listeners, so I'm, I think it's okay. I can't <sighs> believe he said because the Jews ruined Christmas. That's... It's a big. That's a tell. I'm not sure about no, that's that a, one. That's a tell. Yeah, Josh, you have to find out if this is real. I don't think the story is. Yeah, real. no, I'm. I'll, I'll follow up on it. Don't worry. Can oh, Can you imagine like saying that with sincerity to your class while they're reenacting the nope. Holocaust? No, no one's like, ever done this. No, like that's. Uh, yeah, look into the Washington Post article, Josh, because that's. I'm. Really I'm also going to look into this uh, theory about Jews ruining Christmas. That'd be um. Hmm, might be something there. Uh, that's uh, that's that, that's past the point of no return. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're getting into the red part of the pyramid. We're this is the Nimrod episode. We need to give them a break once. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you say that until you hear my song at the end. Uh, are, are we there yet? Don't or, worry about it. Is, is there a scientist discover? Uh, excuse me. Of course, we have a scientist discover. Oh, but... I, I, sorry for doubting you. There we go. You need to know what science discovered. You need to know today. Whether it's space or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. Scientists have saved Christmas, but for next year, and only if you get a vaccine and get a microchip in your hand. <laughs> Swedish more, more importantly, more importantly, though, Bob. Yeah. What? Did we did we put cabbage to sleep? Cabbage? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, every sure fell asleep on. <laughs> Just rest in my eyes. Ah, wakey, wakey, dad. <laughs> he was uh, dreaming of putting the miles on the short bus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Swedish startup. Uh, Epicenter unveils rice-sized microchip to implant that stores your COVID vaccine passport under your skin and is red with technology. Did you say rice? Rice-sized. Rice-sized. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they, they kind of give you like a big like giant-ass needle. They stick it in like the, the thick of the meat between the thumb and the index finger. And then they uh, kind of just like shoot it in there. And that's where it goes at the top of your hand. Yeah. And so who, who is this? Who has made this now? A Swedish startup company called Epicenter, which don't you just like oh, love oh, the, the shadiness of like startup funding. companies that that create very dystopic shit like out of nowhere? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like who's this? Yeah, who funded this? <laughs> yeah, uh, which they don't really get into. They don't ever talk about the company itself. They just talk about like, oh yeah, you can store your your pa- passport on there. Your Vaccine passport, and it's, it's just very convenient. You don't have to have any papers. You get your phone out and do any of that nonsense. You can just wave your hand, and you can allow you're allowed food that week. <laughs> so all of this was conspiracy theory. 
a year ago. One year ago. Yep. Yeah. That was conspiracy. There will never be a ship that, uh, except this one. This one's a convenient ship, though. Don't don't worry about it. We would never do vaccine mandates. Uh, obviously, it's a choice. We hope you make the right choice, but and now it's now it's mandatory. I mean, ch chips like this have been implemented and uh, injected into people over the last decade successfully and, and willingly. Uh, you know, similar similar sorts of health requirements have been have been you know, imposed at uh, companies and governments for the for the last century. This is very standard stuff, Aaron. It's just using taking advantage of new technology to implement it in new ways. Come on, Boomer. And by implementing, he means mandating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> A, a yes. word that was never used once Such a harsh before twenty twenty. Before twenty twenty, mandate was not a thing. Yeah, there was never the governor mandated. That's this. a good point. Like, yeah, I. It, it's it's just so frustrating because I think the reason why all these people like jump to the conclusion of where we are now is because there had never been a lockdown on that scale ever like other than like a county shutting down because someone shit the pool like nothing's ever been de facto locked down for longer than like a day or two yeah and when everything shut down it was like oh this is it they are doing a new bit that they will not like it's the new war on terror like that's what i've been saying for a long time like well, they, i see billboards whoa whoa like, just you wait traditional terror is still out there and very much a threat. Yeah, they've just been taking Is a couple it? years off. They took a couple <laughs> years off. No, really. Yeah. They are, they are, we, we are we are going back soon, but like you know. This when <laughs> was the last terrorist attack you heard of? Well, the Afghan air, the, the airport in Kabul. Remember, they were really blowing stuff up, and then people had to jump onto aircraft no, there was, plane um, wings and fly off. There's some stuff in southern Iraq, uh, like a couple weeks ago. What? Okay, that doesn't there's really some stuff count. in southern Iraq a couple weeks ago. We're like bringing a bunch of refugees in, and there's yeah, it's it's a, it's a thing. There was a terrorist attack in that? another country against other people that wasn't no, us. but the Europe <laughs> ones. The oh, Europe yeah, but the refugees like coming. Oh, the Europe. Well, I I don't know. Well, yeah. that's because everyone's in their homes. Like you're not allowed to go. Well, on they the, assimilated on the in London because of the Josh. Don't even fucking stuff. say you're not because the government said you're not allowed to go. You're like, oh, I guess I can't bomb something today. But I was allowed to before, but now it's locked down. There won't be people there to target. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, look, he has our safety in our best interest. He's going to time his terrorist attacks when it's safe so we don't spread the virus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like biological warfare is against uh, the international warfare laws. It's it, it, that would be going across the line, Aaron. Here's here's a fun one. This is something they're debating on January 5th in New York. Whether or not the governor should, they, they think the governor should have the right to imprison somebody without trial if they deem them a public health risk. That That's a debate yeah, in, no, a I, state I saw in the I, United States. I mean, it's not really because that'll get tossed out in the court. That, like, that is so highly yeah, court, yes. unconstitutional. Like, they're deliberately saying... There are some saying, other things that probably are going to pass. Uh, but that's the thing. They just throw something super insane on there to pass the other unconstitutional shit. Like, it's all unconstitutional. All of it is. Have you ever bargained for something? Yeah, it's the basic of hag basics of haggling and negotiating. Yeah, I mean, it's just the um, the Patriot Act all over again because we come up with these crazy laws over news articles. Well, I'm a Patriot. Like, 
like Omicron and Deltra may strike people at the same time and combine to create an even worse COVID variant, Moderna boss warns. <laughs> what's what's the, the, the Voltron uh, of viruses? What's the COVID version of the Patriot Act going to be called? The Health and Safety Act of like 2022 or something? Build back better. <laughs> yeah, but, like they're they're leaning into the build back better now. Um, yeah. Well, that's dead. I don't know. Thankfully. Uh, yeah, Joe Munchen or well, Munchausen, whatever his name was, like stopped. Yeah, they're, it. They're, they're revisiting in January. That's that's it. Yeah, I read they, the. They have the budget pathetic. now with the stupid debt ceiling raised. Well, they always have the budget. Well, not okay. Yeah. That's Bob. Something- you remember that article? Yeah. That I sent you about Joe Munchen, like that guy who really wanted to kill him. Dude, I couldn't. <laughs> oh, that's <was> hilarious. <laughs> It started very weird too. Like the first paragraph, like threw me, threw me off like a little bit. I was like, "What the hell is this guy talking about?" That, that guy has. Oh, some where he imagined his grandson harvesting soy. Yeah, it's like what, what the, in the fuck are both <laughs> of you talking about? <laughs> like having okay, an okay, wait, let's, let's, conversation. Let's talk about this another time. Let's go back to the the inserting chips in people that definitely won't kill them. This isn't the Suicide Squad or anything. This is just basic surveillance. It's located nowhere near your brain. It can't explode your brain. Don't worry about it, people. And it's definitely not a mark. Don't consider it a mark. It's a chip. It's an implanted chip, not a mark. Okay? Yeah. Did you get that, Aaron? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It might well, leave a scar, but not a mark. Yeah. But that's it. That's, that's our dystopian science future for us. I wish I had something nicer. Of course, you know, we always have our, our Christmas comet. To fear but otherwise science is pretty, yeah, really, pretty the calm ast- the asteroid it's coming so close this year yeah otherwise science is uh you know they take a vacation too science gets a break thanks science and that's it i think that's it yeah i think that's our christmas episode merry christmas everybody remember to call nimrod a faggot on christmas day or else you're a pagan heathen <laughs> nimrod's gay <laughs> All right. Mary- Wait, do you have any voicemails? Don't oh, you already? Don't you always play those? I think so. We typically play them at the beginning, but uh, I think we can jump into well, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's tradition to forget it till the last minute. Yeah. 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 There we go. <laughs> Bobby left us a voicemail. Wait a fucking second. There's soy and moisturizers. So every time you jack off with lotion, you're making your penis smaller. Ah. Well, I guess you just got a raw handed. <laughs> Fucking gay. <laughs> yes, Bobby. Do not use moisturizer moisturizers down there. Pretty good I mean, point. it's soy oil. I don't think it does anything unless you you eat the eat a soy product. So far as being a, a phenoestrogen or whatever the hell the term is, you you take in a lot of the chemicals that you put on your skin. Yeah, and Bobby. If you're cooming more than like within four days, you need to be taking zinc supplements because every time you do that, you're depleting your body of zinc, one of the most powerful like testosterone producers that you got. So also good for immune system and antioxidants. Yeah, but you know, just throwing that out there. Thanks for that um, nutrition tip. <laughs> Duke of Ice. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
Whatever, fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat. Don't tell me you don't like my show. You've got mail. What the fuck? The COVID outside is frightful, but vaccines are so delightful. Even if your heart explodes, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Now you need to take your ninth shot, or we'll take the rights you still got. Into quarantine camps you'll go, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. All of the unvaxxed still aren't dead, when you gave up all your hobbies and friends. Don't let those peer bloods get in your head, good boys follow all of our trends. The anti-vax are slowly dying, not really, we're always lying. As long as you believe this show, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. We don't care if your heart explodes, we paid off the doctors so you won't know. We also own the news so those numbers grow. He just says, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Medicine will keep you nice and warm. Science by my side. Fauci's my bro. He just said, Let it flow, let it flow.